Welcome to Slaying the Sale, a podcast full of practical real-life sales lessons that you wish you learned in business school. Your host, Kyle, is a two-time best-selling author, creator of the Slaymaker Method, and in each episode, he and his guests will be answering the tough questions around sales, lead generation, and all things business to help you transform your sales mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Kyle Slaymaker. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Slaying the Sale. I am your host, Kyle Slaymaker, and we are up and running with the one and only Amanda Ruiz. Amanda, introduce yourself. Hello there. Good morning. Uh, My name is Amanda Ruiz. I'm a licensed professional counselor uh, with offices here in East Pete and Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Beautiful. That was a very professional and prompt introduction. So I like it. Um, Amanda, so obviously this this podcast is all about entrepreneurship and sales and all that other fun stuff. So how did you get into opening up your own practice? Great question. Uh, Honestly, it was at the urging of my husband, uh, Tony. He's the business mind. He's the entrepreneurial guy. He's been involved with lots of businesses. And so all through our relationship, he was like, you should do your own thing. You should do your own thing. How about you read this book on business and leadership? And so... from like years and years of him telling me that in my ear, um, you know, then, then it started to formulate in my head that, oh, I guess I could do this. Oh, okay. Let's, let's figure this out then. Good. That that's, it's funny how those, those journeys work at the urging of significant others. That's how I got started too. Seriously. It like, is, you yeah. really need to be doing your own thing. I'm like, oh, I think you're right. Yeah. For a very long time. I was like, no, I'm good. And and I was, I was good. I could have stayed and, you know, sort of done, you know, that path forever and been okay. But I also am really enjoying this one. So I'm really happy with, with this decision. Good, good. So why don't you give us some backstory of, of the Counseling Collective? Sure. The Counseling Collective, we opened uh, almost six years ago. Uh, I went out on my own as an LPC doing mental health counseling opened up one office um, and wasn't sure how marketing worked, wasn't sure how it would be to like bring people into my my practice. And I was really pleasantly surprised that it wasn't that difficult. If, if Pleasantly surprised, but like the flip side is like, there's a lot of need for mental health services, especially now post COVID. But at that time, I I opened in July and by November I was full and I wasn't, I, I didn't have any more room. And so my options were either tell people that were calling, no, I can't see you, extend my hours and work more so that I could accommodate them and see them or hire someone else. If only I had someone else, I could put them in this, you know, this client in their schedule. And so then that's sort of how the idea of hiring and growing uh, had happened. So we opened in July and by November of that next year, I had a new clinician, um, my first employee on board and we've just grown ever since then. Uh, right now we have 12 therapists, we have four admin staff. And so we really just have grown based upon the need in our community to, to serve those needs very organically. And do I, is my memory serving me right? You have a second location, right? Or you're getting ready to open a second location? Yep. You are correct. Um, in January of this year, we opened a downtown Lancaster location. So our primary location is in East Petersburg, um, right past um, the Park City Mall on Mannheim Pike. And so pretty easily located to the highways and stuff. That's where we first started our offices. And then we've just sort of 
it's basically like a co-working building. We've just sort of taken over more and more offices as we've grown and hired. And then, yes, we opened uh, downtown Lancaster location. And as of next month in June, we're going to have two offices down there. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. What has been your biggest struggle with opening up multiple locations? Oh, great question. Um, I mean, the logistics of it, the park, it's downtown. So the parking situation is different. Getting the computers connected to the Wi-Fi and being able to print correctly, like all of that just weird, like technical kinds of things, the decorating the offices, the picking the spaces, like that's, that's been totally fine. Um, the buildings that we're in are old um historic buildings and so they're beautiful and fabulous and they have their own character and so it's not a sterile like doctor's office-y kind of feel um so it's more just the logistics of how do I print here now <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> beautiful beautiful man we're we're like whizzing through questions this is gonna end up being a much shorter episode than I thought you're like rocking oh. and rolling All um, right. what has been your favorite part of entrepreneurship I like the freedom to do what I want. I like being able to set my own schedule. I have little kids. And so I drop them off at school every morning. And then I come into the office and I work for three or four hours. And then I go and I pick them up at school. And then I'm home every evening with them. And I don't have to work if I don't want to. So I really, <clears throat> I love the freedom, the flexibility, the independence of being able to set my own schedule, do my own thing and do something like this in the middle of my day. If I want to block my schedule and chat with someone else about business, uh, I can, and I don't have to answer or explain that to anybody else. Yeah. It's, it's definitely nice. I, I could never see myself going back to working as an employee ever again, like ever. Um, and I, try, I try to give the employees that same freedom with their, their schedule. We have an unlimited time off policy. You know, you have your typical availability, but then if you want to take off, like take off. If you want to make those hours up somewhere else, okay. If you just literally want to take off, then 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 okay. Just let me know about it. So I think that that, that I'm sharing that freedom because I'm sharing that freedom with them. I think that that then helps to create this culture of collaboration and family, you know, family feel kind of thing. That's actually a really good um, culture that you're creating. Friendly is definitely going to be making an appearance this episode. <laughs> we got we got back at like midnight, one o'clock last night, and she was uh, up at six. That is not it's, good. <laughs> it's, it's brutal. It is at this is like the third meeting I've had today, and I'm just like, oh, it's going to be a rough day. Yeah, it just is what it is. It's totally fine. Are you having fun? What has been your biggest struggle with entrepreneurship? Um, I, if I can have like two pieces, a multifaceted answer. Uh, the first answer is figuring out social media stuff. Like I said, marketing, I don't know how to market. I don't know what that is. And so I know social media to the extent that I used it. I am older and so I know Facebook, but apparently everybody's on Instagram or TikTok or you know Snapchat or whatever. And I don't know those platforms. Um, and so I tried and I learned Instagram enough to start a business Instagram page, but quite frankly, I hate it. And so I finally was like, I need someone else to do this because I, I don't want to, I can't exert mental energy in figuring this out. So like the social media marketing, like piece of things, figuring out where to spend money or to invest even just time, uh, has been interesting. 
And then the second piece would be more like the HR side of things, right? Like employee manuals and employee contracts, and this is what you should be doing in your employee files and like all of those logistic kinds of things. I uh, hired an HR consultant so that I was doing what I need to do and sort of getting a direction. Um, but making sure that that's all up to date and uh, attracting new talent, I'll say as well. Um, <clears throat> I started, we have an employee referral bonus where if you work here and you're an employee and you refer someone else to come work here because you know the culture here, you know them, you're vouching for them, you think they would fit in well, I then you know do a financial compensation for a, a bonus for individuals that do that. And so that has been really, really helpful with attracting new therapists here, even administrative staff here. Um, and then we're like this little, you know, this little family group um, where everybody knows each other and gets along and they worked previously together over here and now they're here working together. So that has worked really well, but continuing to attract new um, new providers for sure to keep up with the demand. That's Brindley's like <clears throat> tapping my mics. So every time I go to speak, she's muting me. This is this is one of the this is like why I love podcasting because I get to just do whatever I want. Right. You want to go watch Brindley's? Oh my goodness gracious. Um, where do you see the counseling collective in five years? Like what is what's the the bigger dream? Yeah. I ideally would like to own a building. Um, right now we're renting. And so having our own dedicated space, I do think I may want to have just one central location, but just so that everybody can be together and have our doors open and pop in for, you know, to consult or to have lunch or something. So to have our dedicated space, I think would be really, really amazing. Uh, where that would be. I haven't the, the slightest idea. I haven't thought that far through. Um, I, I don't know that I want to get a whole lot bigger. I like the feel of the the group practice that as it is right now, we do have a clinical supervisor, maybe have, you know, someone else be um, more site supervisor sorts of things so that I can take a step back more from running the, so that I can focus more on running sort of the, the practice and not so much case consultation sorts of things. Um, so I would like to continue to grow and meet the needs in our community, but I don't want to be gigantic and huge and whatever, because I think that that you then lose the personal touch, um, that we have right now. That's so important. Like, oh my goodness. Would you go watch TV? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it through today. I really don't think I am, kiddo. Um, I think that you bring up a really good point, especially when it comes to small business, right? Like having that that personal close touch for your clients and customers is so incredibly important. I mean, and let's face it, from you said what you opened in June or July, and then by November you were fully booked. Like that says a lot. That speaks volumes about um, about what you do. What services do you offer? We offer outpatient mental health counseling for kids, teens, adults, couples. Uh, we've also started to run some groups. So some outpatient groups or workshops, if you will. Uh, we did a marriage one earlier this year. We are currently running a DBT group right now, as well as an intuitive eating group. And both of those groups are going to continue and run another cycle here later in the summer. So we're getting into more groups and we're also running a group for teens uh, over in York County for a group called Accountability for Life. So we're, we're getting more into the groups uh, arena, 
but in general, outpatient therapy for anybody. Beautiful. I, I know like the, the mental health field is incredibly challenging. I mean, with Elizabeth, she's been in that field for many years and it's just, it's, it's not an easy field to be in. So how do you, yeah. how do you detach? Like, yeah, you need to detach from you for a little bit. Cool. <laughs> Here, take this, take this. But yeah, how, how do you detach from like a, we'll say like a really in-depth emotional climate? Yeah, I, I think that it's a skill you have to learn. And I learned by watching um, more seasoned, experienced clinicians when I was first starting out. I've been a therapist now for more than 13 years. So I've, I've done it and I, and I learned. And part of the process of becoming licensed is you work as a pre-licensed therapist under consultation of somebody else. And so then that gives you a chance to really fine tune some of that, that sort of stuff. Um, but what I found is that the more seasoned clinicians they seem to do a few things really, really well. They always took lunch. So they prioritized getting out of their office, eating their lunch. They were always in early, you know, like maybe 15 or 20 minutes prior to their first appointment. It's not like they were rushing in the door at nine o'clock when their 9am was in the waiting room. So they sort of came in and got situated and got started. But then the end of the day, when their last client was done, they left. They didn't stay in the office for hours and hours and hours. So they had a really great work-life balance in that way. Um, and then they also engaged in some sort of physical exercise and also some sort of spiritual practice. So I remember way back in the day when I very first started out noticing that about these seasoned clinicians. And I was like, okay, this is what I need to do to get this better, you know, um, to be able to, like you said, sort of separate out some things. And so those are really important pieces um, that I still do. And so my schedule, which I alluded to just a little bit ago, um, my schedule really helps with that because I'm not working eight hour, you know, seeing eight clients in a row or 10 hour days anymore. So I'm really um, selective with the kinds of, you know, the, the times that I see clients as well as the kinds of clients, because I've scaled back, I see the clients that I feel most suited to help and that I really enjoy working with the most. So I don't see just sort of anybody anymore. I really work with anxiety, perfectionism, OCD, business owners, entrepreneurs that are struggling with, you know, some how their mental health then is affecting their business. So I, I, um, I also work with military first responders since that's a unique population as well. So I, I work with these very specific people. I do brain spotting. So if somebody calls in for brain spotting, those are like the things that I would work with. So sort of figuring out what is my specialty, what is my area of interest that I feel most effective in, that then also helps me to, to not be overcome with really hard, um, t taking on really hard things that I hear from my clients. It, it's, I think as entrepreneurs, we, we have such a difficult time starting out from the detaching from clients and those hard days because we're so emotionally invested. So yeah. I think it's awesome that not only you have um, a plan, but you have, I mean, your, your employees too, like that's such a smart, smart move. Like, it sounds like you're creating an incredible culture, which is very, very, very important. Yeah. Um, before you opened up the counseling collective, have you seen or experienced, and I'm sure the answer is yes, but a, a more of a toxic culture in the mental health field? 
So I, I will say no. Um, I worked at, uh, I did an internship and then I worked at one other location and I had a really great experience there. I was there for nine years. So I'm a very loyal person and I'm a consistent person. And so, yeah, I was there for nine years. If it was toxic, I wouldn't have stayed, I don't think. Um, and so I looked for the things that were good about it and adjusted my schedule as I needed to once I had, um, I ended up cutting back to part-time when I was there too, even before starting my own practice. So I've heard horror stories, but I've not personally um, experienced them. So I can't really speak to that. My goal though, is to not have a toxic work environment. My goal is to have people who want to be here, who are seeing their ideal clients, who are maintaining a really great work-life balance, who have really great relationships with their colleagues and their coworkers. Like I want people to enjoy coming to work and that will then like go into the clients and the work that we do. If you enjoy what you're doing and who you work with and where you see clients, you're going to do really good work then for those clients. Yeah, that's that's so incredibly important. I mean, being happy in what you do is just, I mean, it's and it's one of those things that you really, as entrepreneurs, that's really what we strive for. We strive yeah. being able to have that freedom. We strive being able to be happy with what we do. It's so, so, so nice. It what is. advice do you have as we get ready to wrap up here? What advice do you have for up and coming entrepreneurs? You can do more than you think you can. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to have the whole, um, you don't have to have the whole picture right away. Just focus on the next step and the next piece. And then slowly and surely things will come together. Oh, I love it. That's perfect. All right, Amanda. Before yeah. we, we wrap things up, where can you be found? We already know that you've been rocking and rolling on Facebook and Instagram. So let's, yeah, let's yeah. drop everyone uh, in town. So the, the Counseling Collective, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. Um, so our therapists record um, once a month, a Wellness Wednesday video on a men quick mental health tip. So we do have a YouTube channel. Um, that, and our website, of course, is discovercounselingcollective.com. There's tons of resources and information on there. We do a blog every month on mental health stuff. Our goal is to reduce the stigma regarding therapy, to get people talking about therapy and mental health, and to get people to understand what mental wellness looks like. So we do that through our website and all of those social media channels. Oh my God. It's so important. I, I'm a huge proponent that everybody needs therapy. I'm getting ready to go yes. to my own therapy session when we get off of here. Yes. Um, very good. So yeah, it's, and guys, for everyone, anybody out there, like, listen to what Amanda's saying. It's, it's mental health is so so incredibly important, if not more important than physical health. I mean, I'm sure they're both on the same plane, but it's everybody needs somebody to talk to and therapists, mental health professionals are God sends this world. So Amanda, thanks for coming out today. I appreciate you hopping on. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kyle. Take care. You too. Thanks for joining us this week on Slaying the Sale. If you're interested in knowing more about Kyle, make sure you head over to his website, theslaymakermethod.com and pick up a copy of his best-selling books. Then head to Facebook to join his private group, Slaymaker Sales Mastery, to become the number one salesperson in your company. And until next time, remember to keep slaying the sale.